Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, listeners. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It is such a wonderful opportunity always to come into your home, to come into your car, to come into your office, wherever you may be at this time. It is a privilege to join you uh, tonight as we continue on in our Tap In series. And so Tap In is a theme that the Lord gave me to share about tapping into his promises, tapping into the benefits that we have as a son and daughter of Christ Jesus. And so it has been so exciting to go forth in this series. This is actually our fourth teaching on tap-in, and I am excited about or excited each week about what God is giving me to share with you. And so tonight we're going to tap into peace. I'm sorry, we're going to tap into joy tonight. Next week we're going to tap into peace. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm experiencing some peace right now, y'all. I don't know what might be going on in your state or in your part of the world, but it is storming where I am. Like, it is thundering and it is raining really hard. I haven't seen any lightning, but I almost was like, I need to cancel this show because, you know, I grew up when it stormed. I grew up with my grandmother, so when it stormed, she cut off everything, cut off the lights, off the TV, everything got cut off, and we sat quietly or we laid down like in our beds or right in the living room together quietly, and we didn't move, we didn't say anything until after the storm passed because Grandma considered that God's work, and we don't move, we don't watch TV, we don't, uh, you know, work, we don't do anything while God is working. (laughs) So I almost was like, oh, I can't have this show tonight, but I think we're going to be okay. I was praying for those who are on the road because I know, if you're like me, I don't like to drive when it's like blinding rain. What I consider blinding rain, when the rain is coming down so hard, you can barely see what's in front of you. You know, oftentimes when that happens, I'll usually pull on the side of the road. Is it safe for me to do so? I'll pull off on the side of the road or pull off at an exit, or put my blinkers on, my hazard light, just so others will know, okay, I'm right here. It is really kind of, it makes me nervous and anxious. It really does to drive, like when I'm on the road and there's that type of rain coming down. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I do pray right now for those who are driving in the storm. I pray that you will give them patience, Father God, as they are navigating their way home or wherever they are. I pray that they will drive uh, safely and defensively, that they will be alert, Father God, so that they won't get into any accidents, Father God. I pray that they will not rush or try to be in such a hurry to get where they are, whether they're late or on time, whatever the case may be. I pray that they will not be in a hurry, but that they will slow down and be patient and be focused on what's going on around them so that there will be no accidents and no lives lost. During this time, and Father God, while I'm praying, God, I pray for the people in Hawaii who are experiencing uh, multiple, you know, natural disasters there, you know, have happened like with over the last week or so, and I pray that you will bless the people of Hawaii, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that air quality is not as well as it should be, so keep them safe, God, keep them protected, let there be minimum uh, casualties, 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, watch over the people in Hawaii and let your will be done there. Just let them be as safe as absolutely possible with the different uh, volcanic eruptions that are occurring. Right, Father God, I pray for uh, Santa Fe, Texas, the school that experienced a school shooting just recently, just uh, the end of last week. God, please watch over those families. Bless those families. Bless those high schoolers, Father God, those who lost. Uh, as a loved one, Father God, I pray that you will provide comfort for them, Father God, that you will be the God of all comfort, that you will watch over them, that you will um, keep their mind in perfect peace. I know that it has a, you know, school shootings makes us angry and anxious and worried and scared and incites fear. But, Father God, I pray that all those emotions will be kept at bay, God, and your peace will arise within them, that you will shower them with peace and shower them with joy, Father God, and shower them with comfort and shower them with encouragement, Father God, in Jesus' name. Even the shooting that happened in Illinois and the shooting that happened in the other state that I can't think of right now that happened within the last week week, uh, week to two weeks, God, but you know about it. Bless those families, Father God. Bless those high schoolers, those teachers. Lord God, watch over our children at school, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Let, let, let a, a change come about in the United States. States as it relates to gun violence, Father God. Let our legislators, our state leaders, our national leaders, our local leaders, Father God, take a look at gun laws and, and just really take time to dissect it and see what is needed in order for us to eliminate these school shootings that are going on, Father God. I know gun control, gun laws is just one part of it, Father God, but help them to take a look and see what we can do to keep our children safe, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we love you. God, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. We honor you, God. We give you glory, God. We thank you that you are in control. You are God and God alone. You are Jehovah. Hallelujah. You are in control. Oh, God, be God. Be the sovereign God that you are on our behalf. In the name of Jesus, God, we love you. And we honor you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I had not planned to pray that, but we thank God for the moving of his spirit. Amen. God is in control and he is doing his great work. And and, and living this life and living as a son or daughter of Christ, it does not mean that everything will go well with us. We will experience some things that seem so unimaginable in our world. But God promises to be with us. He promises to be the God of all comfort. He promises to uh, give us strength in the midst of trials and tests. He promises to be an ever-present help in the time of trouble. He promises to be Father. And, you know, your Father will never leave you, never forsake you, never drop you, never abandon you. He will be right there in the midst of all that is going on in your life and around you. Because, you know, things go on in our in our families, but things that go on in our community and our world, they affect us, you know. And so God will take care of us. 
emotionally and mentally during those times if we trust him and give ourselves to him and allow him to do the work that is needed within us so that we can be um, protected and encouraged and comforted, but also that we can do that for other people. We can pray for other people and um, lift other people up with words of encouragement, with words of hugs, with smiles. So it's just a lot going on in our world today, you all, and, and God wants us to tap into him, tap into his heart, and tap into his 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 plan for our lives and tap into his comfort and tap into his joy and his peace. He wants us to tap into him because he will be right there for us. I'm telling you, when we're feeling fear or anxiety or worry, God will come, he will bring such a calm and peace over us, but we have to trust him. We have to trust him and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him so that he will direct our path. Amen. Amen. School shootings, I mean, I'm an educator, so I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm praying, you know, that our our school will be protected, and I also pray that other schools are protected, and, and our children and Teachers and families are just protected. It's such a really, it's really dear. It really affects me, these school shootings, just because of the nature of my job. And, man, no child should have to go through this type of situation. No child should have to be afraid in their school building. That should be one of the safest places that they should go. Their house safe should be a safe place. The church should be a safe place, and the school should be a safe place. My God. God, touch every person that would even think about harming a school, harming children, Father. God, touch their mind. Touch the the mind of the teenagers and the adults that would seek to harm children. Oh, my gosh. Any of them that are dealing with mental illnesses, Father God, I pray that someone will recognize it so that we can get that person the help that they need to keep them from harming themselves and from harming others, Father God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, any of them that feel isolated and alone and abandoned and ridiculed and bullied, Father God, I pray that someone will recognize it and and get them the help, get that individual the help that they need. Father God, help us to open our eyes to the people that are around us, Father God, so that we can recognize when they are struggling, when they're going through, when they are in a test or a trial. Help us to be discerning about the people that are around us, our coworkers, our fellow students, Father God, people that we are interacting with at the grocery store or Walmart or Target or wherever we are, Father God. Help us to be mindful about our surroundings and discerning so that we can be a help to those who are in need in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Half the show is gone, but God is in control. Amen. Amen. We're going to get right into our lesson. Tap into joy. Tap into joy. Tap into joy. So when I looked up the definition of of joy, joy means an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune. That's what my Bible dictionary says. 
and joy is characterized by gladness or delight. Dictionary.com defines joy as to be glad, to rejoice. An emotion or delight, or excuse me, an emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. So joy usually comes about when there is satisfaction, when there is pleasure, when there is happiness, when there is gladness. And I want us to understand that we can experience moments of joy, you know, moments of elation, moments of gladness. When a baby is born, even though that mother labors to push that baby out or she is um you know, under anesthesia when a C-section is performed. When that baby is here, there is joy, there is elation, there is happiness. When a woman and a man decide to spend the rest of their lives together through marriage, there is joy, there is happiness, there is gladness. When we are promoted on our job, there is joy. When we, you know, um, go to pay for a bill or pay for something else and and we sell, and the bill is paid, like maybe we, we double we double paid the last month, but it's paid in full, or we go to the grocery store and somebody chooses to pay our grocery bill, there is joy there, right? So there is joy during different moments of our life, but the joy that we're going to talk about tonight is an ever-present emotion. It's an ever-present gladness. It's an ever-present rejoicing that is within us because we are sons and daughters of God. Let me tell you something. There is joy in being a son and daughter of God. I was walking to to the front door of the school this morning, and I saw my coworker, and I was just like, you know, I, I went to bed late last night, so I always have to get up early to get to work on time. And, man, I was just like, oh, my goodness, I need more sleep. So I was walking into the building, my coworker was coming out. I was like, ooh, today I feel like another day, another dollar. But when I actually entered that building, I started singing. I'm, I'm trying to think of what I was singing um, a lovely day. I started singing Kirk Franklin's A Lovely Day, and I was singing, and I started stamping my hands. I signed in. I went out the door singing, and God was like, and I, I was, I, and God was like, oh, another day, another dollar. Is that how you're feeling? And I was like, oh, God, I repent. And I had to acknowledge the joy that was inside of me just for being alive, the joy that was inside of me for being, from being a daughter of Christ Jesus, the joy that was inside of me that I'm walking and talking on my own. I'm not sick. I'm not ill. I'm not at the hospital. I'm not hooked up to a ventilator. I'm walking, talking, breathing, thinking on my own. There was joy in just knowing God had blessed me to live another day and be in my right mind and to be able-bodied so that I can work and be there to pour into the lives of the children that I teach every day. And so I was filled with so much joy, and that joy carried me throughout the day. Hallelujah. So joy is an ever-present emotion that goes throughout life with us as sons and daughters of Christ, even through the trials, even through the tests, even through sickness and illness, because I've been there before. Even through, you know, loss of loved ones, been there before, that joy, that strong emotion, that evoking hallelujah of gladness and happiness is an ever-present, it's like a staple, (laughs) it's like a main ingredient, it's like a... 
a constant within us as we walk out this life that joy. Let's listen to what the word of the Lord says. We're going to go right to Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. This is our principal scripture tonight. I'm actually going to read this scripture from the King James Version, Psalm 16 and 11. I'm going to get there, so I didn't grab this scripture. Here we are. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I want you to take just a moment and think about Whose presence are you in right now? Whose presence are you in right now? Are you by yourself? Are you in the presence of your spouse or your children? Are you in the presence of other family members? Are you in the presence of your coworkers? Whose presence are you in right now? And then thinking about whose presence you're in, how are you feeling being in their presence? Do you feel love? Do you feel joy? Do you feel peace? Do you feel worried? Do you feel anxiety? What are you feeling right now? Because, see, the Bible says in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. And, see, we as Christians, we as Jesus followers, we are as sons and daughters of Christ, we are Jesus walking upon the earth. The world looks at Christians, those who confess themselves as Christians, the world looks at us as an example of Jesus Christ. So as an example of Christ, we carry Christ's love, we carry his peace, we carry his joy, we carry encouragement, we carry everything that it means to be a son and daughter of Christ. And so if someone is in our presence, they should be experiencing Jesus. They should be experiencing that joy, that love, that peace, that encouragement, that lifting up. They should be experiencing that, right? So if we are in the presence of other people who are confessing Jesus, we should be experiencing Jesus, Jesus' joy, right? We should be experiencing Jesus' joy. So if you are in the presence of someone and you are at peace and you are experiencing joy, the Spirit of the Lord is right there. The Spirit of the Lord is in your midst. Right there in your midst is Jesus because in his presence, it's the fullness of joy. So either you brought the joy or the people around you brought the joy or everybody there brought the joy, right? And so we need to, as I think about that, because God gave that to me tonight as I was studying, and as we think about joy and as we think about being in the presence of people and wanting to experience that joy in God's presence, we need to be mindful about who we hang out with, who we are connected with. You know, if we are connected with or around people who drain us, who make us fearful or anxious, who bring strife and dissension, we need to maybe assess if we need to be around those people anymore. Now, of course, if it's your spouse or your children, then you pray and ask the Lord because, they're, you know, that's between you and the Lord. I can't really talk too much about marriages and, and how that works. I'm going to refer you to God on that one. But if, if it's something that you can control a little bit better, like your friends, you know, some friends might need to be cut off. If they're not bringing joy and peace or encouragement to you, you may need to cut them off. You may need to say, you know what, our friendship has run its course, and I think we need to go our separate ways. 
There are some coworkers at my job that I speak to, but I do not interact with. Some of them have tried to interact with me, but they 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 bring gossip and dissension and strife, and they like to keep things stirred up. And I don't. That's not me. I don't like to keep the. I like to go to my job. I like to do my job, and then go home when it's time to go home. And so, thankfully, those people don't try to talk to me anymore. I think they have learned me enough to know that okay, Stephanie is not going to engage in those types of things. And so we speak, keep it moving. All right, because in God's presence is the fullness of joy. And I don't know about you, but I want to experience God's joy wherever I go, whether I'm by myself, whether I'm with a group of friends, whether I'm with family, whether I'm at my job. I want to experience God's joy because his word says in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Amen. And so me and my coworkers, man, we have a lot of fun together. I thank God for them. And I thank God that I experience joy when I'm at, at, at work. Sometimes it's a little stressful, different things going on, deadlines to me. But I would say 95% of the time I'm at work, I am experiencing joy with my coworkers and with my kids. We laugh at the kids. We laugh at each other. The kids laugh at us. It is just a really pleasant and happy and joyful place, and I thank God for that. I thank God that his presence dwells in my classroom, and I can experience joy in his presence at my job. <laughs> I don't have to go to the car. I don't have to, you know, wait till I get home. I can experience right, you know, at my job, and so I thank him for that. And so in God's presence is fullness of joy. So if you are with some people and you're not experiencing joy, you might need to excuse yourself. Or, let, let, me, let me say this, or you are the one that is to bring the joy. You are the one that is to show forth joy so that those around you may experience God's joy so that hopefully they will get to know God and accept him into their heart as their personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's keep it pushing because i got a couple of more scriptures for us to get to. Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10. I love Nehemiah. And so let me see where. I think I'm going to read Nehemiah from the King James Version as well. So as I'm turning there, for those of you who don't know Nehemiah, God called Nehemiah to rebuild the wall. The walls uh, of, of Israel, of Jerusalem, they had crumbled. They were broken. There was no protection for the city. So God called Nehemiah to repair the breach, to rebuild the walls. And so he gathered some people. There were some people that joined him. They rebuilt the wall. And so when we get to verse 8, at this point the wall has been rebuilt. The people of God have gathered together. They have asked. Um, let me see the priest's name because I can't think of his name right now. Ooh, let me get there. Let me get there. Ezra, thank you. Ezra the priest. They have asked Ezra to bring out the book of the law and read the book of the law in their presence because, see, by God repairing the, allowing uh, Nehemiah to rebuild the wall, it rebuilt the protection. It rebuilt security, and it uh, just allowed the people of God to come back to him with their whole heart. And so the book of the law is being read. And the people are weeping because they recognize we are not doing what God has called us to do. So they were sorrowful of heart. They were sad about it. They were weeping. But when we get to Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, this is what Ezra says to the people. He says, then he said, meaning Ezra said, unto them, go your way. Eat the fat. 
and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, Nehemiah, Ezra is saying, I, I know that you're feeling sad, but God doesn't want you to feel sad. He wants you to rejoice. He wants you to take on his joy, his gladness, his happiness, his elation. Go forth, eat, drink, be merry, and then share it with other people because this joy of the walls being rebuilt, this joy of us being restored unto God, this joy is our strength. It is the strength that is going to cause us to turn back to God and live out live out our lives in the way that he has ordained. And so God's joy is our strength. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you, when I was walking to the school building, I told you earlier in the program, I was kind of feeling a little, you know, just not not that I didn't want to be there, but I was feeling a little tired, like, oh, my goodness, I need some strength. I need, I need something, some kind of boost, right? And as soon as I started singing, God's joy was released, and I felt myself getting strong within. Hallelujah. So God's joy, it makes us strong. It gives us strength to walk out this life. It gives us strength to walk through the trials and the tests of life. It gives us strength to endure when people mistreat us or misuse us. It gives us strength to handle it when someone tries to, to run our name in the ground or tries to discourage us from being who God has called us to be or doing what God has called us to do. Jesus' joy, it is our strength. You don't believe me? Tap into God's joy. Tap into Jesus' joy. I guarantee you strength will be infused within, and you will feel the power to run on a little bit further. Amen? You will feel that strength, that power to walk through that test and that trial that seems so, seems like it's going to take you out. You'll have the strength, the power to walk over that mountain, leap over that mountain that seems insurmountable, Jesus' joy will truly give you strength. The people of God were weeping, and God and Ezra said, no, 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 we are going to rejoice. We are going to have joy. We are going to tap into this joy because joy is our strength. Hallelujah. Strength is moral power. Strength is force. Strength is courage. Strength is vigor. Strength is Firmness, hallelujah. So Jesus' joy gives us this, gives us that power, that force, that courage. So tap into strength. Excuse me, tap into joy so that you can get your strength. Hallelujah. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what test or trial you're in. I don't care what sickness that you're facing. Tap into joy, and I guarantee you, you will feel strength infusing within you to help you make it through. Amen? Amen. I know it for myself, y'all. I know it for myself. Jesus' joy is truly strength. Let's keep on in the Word of God. I have a few more scripture for us to get to. Psalm 51 and 2, talking about the tests and the trials of life. Sometimes, I'm telling you, this life can be rough. We, we are saved. 
But just because we're saved doesn't mean we don't have to walk out life. We still live upon this earth where where there is darkness, where there is evil, where there are school shootings, where there is murders, where there is molestations of children, abuse. We just live in this world. And so as as citizens in this world, we go through trials. We go through tests. We experience things that, man, we thought we could never experience or get through. But Psalms 51 Chapter 12, it tells us about it. This is a psalm of David, and it says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Sometimes we just need our joy restored. Sometimes life can cause our joy to be dull, to cause our very low can cause our joy to seem like it's almost gone. But we can declare, like David said, God, restore unto me, re-energize me, refuel me, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. See, when we're saved, joy is a benefit of our salvation. When we confess Jesus as Lord, joy is a benefit of that salvation. So God, restore unto me the joy my salvation. Let me be restored, Father God, because my joy is low. I'm going through this sickness and joy is low, God. My my son is on drugs, God, and my joy is low. Father God, my marriage is in shambles and my joy is low. But God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. And God will do it. Amen. He will do it. My time is leaving me, but I promise you I'm going to get through these scriptures. Let's go to Psalm 126 and 5. I'm a, oh, I'm already there. God gave me the script, gave me it like I got three Bibles in front of me. So Psalm 126 and 5, I'm going to read this scripture in the New Living Translation. Those who plant will harvest with shouts of joy. Let me say that again. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. The King James Version says if you sow in tears, you'll reap in joy. That's what the King James Version says. God says you may sow tears because you're crying at night because of whatever is going on. You know, your heart is broken. Um, you lost your job, again, your, 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 your marriage is in shambles, your children are wayward, things are going on in your life, and you're feeling it, and you begin to cry. God said in his word, if you sow in tears, you will reap in joy. Your harvest, because every seed that's sown, it's going to produce a harvest. Amen. But when you sow in tears, when those seeds of tears go into the ground, God is going to let a harvest, and I say a mighty harvest of joy to come forth for you. You may be sorrowful. You may be sad. You may feel downhearted. You may feel perplexed. You may feel like I cannot make it, but I promise you this, those tears are going to turn into joy. Hallelujah. Your harvest will be joy. You don't believe that scripture? I hope you do believe it, but let's get some more scripture in us. Uh, Isaiah 61, verse 3. I'm going to turn there because I didn't get it ready. Oh, yes, I did. The Lord, I, I got my stuff ready, and I'm thinking I don't. But Isaiah 
61 and 3, let me flip there. I was at the 6th chapter of Isaiah instead of 61. But let me get to 61 to give us some more encouragement. Isaiah 61 and 3, it says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. That's another promise. We sow in tears, we will reap in joy. You're mourning, you're sad, you're sorrowful, you're, that oil of joy is coming. That blessing of joy is coming. That promise of joy is coming. Just hang on in there a little while longer. I promise joy is going to meet you and you'll feel a gladness and a happiness and an elation as you have never felt before. Amen. Just tap into joy, whether you're going through sad times, whether you're going through happy times, tap into some supernatural joy or some super, super joy. You need more joy? Get a double dose of joy. You need a refill? Let restoration of joy come to you so that you can push forward and see that blessing on the other side of that test. Amen. The very last scripture that I want to share with you is Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. I am flipping there. Zephaniah is near the uh, last part of the Old Testament. It is right near Zechariah, and I am turning there right now. I think it's right, okay, so it's right before, it's before Zechariah, which is before Haggai, or which is right after Haggai. So Zephaniah is Haggai and Zechariah, right? So Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, it says, now this is good right here, y'all listen listen close, I'm reading the King James Version. Although the, wait a minute, I'm reading Habakkuk, hold on, I'm at the end of Habakkuk. Okay, here's Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 3 and 17, it says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty, he will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy, he will rest in his love, he will joy over thee with singing, my God, Lord, if the, if, let me tell you something, if you don't get glad, if you don't get joyful about the Lord singing over you, oh my goodness, the scripture says that God will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. What greater joy is it than to know that God will sing over us, that he will rejoice over us with joy, like double joy, supernatural joy coming to us. So, man of God, woman of God, I encourage you to tap into the joy that God has promised for us in his word get in his word get these scriptures the scriptures are actually on our blog talk our blog talk radio website go there find the scriptures read the scriptures meditate on the scriptures and allow those scriptures just to strengthen the joy that is already within you amen allow that joy to overflow and not only be a blessing to you but be a blessing to others amen so tap into joy because in god's presence is the fullness of joy. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on the broadcast tonight. Look, next week we are going to talk about tapping into peace. I, joy and peace to me go kind of hand in hand. So I'm really excited 
that next Monday night, 6.30, we are going to tap into peace. Amen. So don't forget to join us as we tap into the peace of the Lord. Look, if you want to know more about Be Free Ministries, visit our website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Be Free Ministries NC. And let me invite you to join us for prayer tonight at 7.30 p.m. We will be praying. The call number is 641-715-0861. Let me give it to you again, 641-715-0861. Access code 6. 6- Seven five zero two one. Access code six seven five zero two one. Push the pound button. Join us at seven thirty, and we are going to be interceding on behalf of ourselves, our families, our communities, and our nation. Amen. So look, if no one has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.